So hello everyone and welcome Tracy on Flower Power Flower Wisdom podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. And it's good to have you here. So Tracy, do you know that you know I was looking for people on Facebook, you know, who can share their experiences with batch remedies. Yeah. And nice. I don't know from where I found your profile and you know <laughs> it's like you know we were destined to meet today. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. I'm I I love uh I love talking about this. So I'm happy that you found me. And you know you will be surprised to know that you know more than 20 years back my mother she was giving me batch flower remedies not only to me and to uh, even to my siblings even and even to my neighbors you know she was yeah uh, nice. giving batch flower remedies and she she learned all about batch flower remedies from her homeopath friend who was a homeopathic doctor so that's where i came into it because i was a homeopathic doctor i still am yeah. uh, although i don't practice strictly homeopathy where i live Uh, that's kind of a long story uh to do with government regulations but uh i am i encompass still homeopathy batch flowers um bioenergetic healing mm-hmm. in my overall practice so that's where i came to it because i've been practicing now for 23 years hey you're listening to flower power feel positive 24 hours with batch flowers uh earlier you know i used to think like batch flower remedies are very popular among homeopathic doctors and you know i oh, also, yeah yeah also but, because but edward batch was a he's so well known in homeopathy for the creating the bowel nosodes it's a huge it's something else that i use in my practice so he was already he was not practicing as a homeopath he was a um uh it was a researcher normal physician normal physician and also a, a researcher in uh By biology school. yeah <laughs> so you know he was not practicing as a homeopath but he was developing a, ra- a whole branch of our remedies that he's very well known for yeah so you know he 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 has a good pedigree from homeopathy already before he started to develop these flowers so we're we're watching you know we're we yeah. have a high regard for his work already and so it's a kind of natural extension yeah but you know i, I still wonder like why homeopaths are i mean I, i i know there are certain homeopaths who are approaching me for batch flowers and i wonder like why they still not realize the healing potential of these remedies and make uh, use in their own practice you know Well, I I can tell you from my own perspective as a as a homeopath that I always considered batch flowers to be a kind of a poor cousin of homeopathy, like mm-hmm. a the poor country cousin who you know sometimes can bring something nice but that was on a much lower level uh, in terms of the capacity for for dealing with everything, you know, the capacity for healing at a very deep level the capacity for making changes uh you know big physical changes or whatever i always thought that they're really to address emotional disturbances mm-hmm. uh, more than anything else and it's only in the last few months for me mm-hmm. that i am watching batch flowers outperform homeopathy on every level and it's a big 
it's a big challenge to my ego <laughs> because <laughs> because I've been practicing and studying homeopathy and I have bookshelf after bookshelf of remedies. I mean, I have hundreds of books of about homeopathy and I have thousands of remedies here in my in my office where I'm my dispensary, you know. I've really um been so invested in homeopathy that it's really hard to believe what I'm seeing, but it's yeah. really, really true. And it came to me through another route, as you were just describing to me before we started on the call, right? It came to me through an intuition via work that I'm doing on my own, you know, upgrade of consciousness mm -hmm. of my own personal expansion. Um, that I wanted to be able to combine that work with, at first I thought I would combine it with homeopathy and mm -hmm. it was so complex to imagine how to begin. And somehow, you know, I had this intuitive hit that I should do it with, with batch flowers. Hello and welcome to Flower Power, a holistic health podcast. This is your host, Sonal Singhal. And through this podcast, I am on my mission to spread awareness about self-healing with batch flower remedies. I'm so madly in love with these magical potions that I apply, breathe, talk, chant and sleep with them. So uh, Tracy, you know, because you have practiced homeopathy and batch flower remedies also, both. Mm. What is the difference between these two uh, type of healing modalities, I will say? It's uh, the... The simple one is that homeopathy is uh, depends completely for the prescription on a matching like cures like. So the remedies are known for producing certain range of symptoms in healthy people. That's how we that's how where we get the information. And some of it is is um, clinical information where practitioners are describing cured symptoms. But mostly we have these provings where people are taking a remedy and then under certain conditions, they are recording the symptoms that they have. And these get collated into our, into our literature. Mm -hmm. So we're looking to match the symptom picture of the patient to the symptom picture of the remedy to get a perfect match. Mm -hmm. Uh, the perfect healing match. So it's like you're looking for the vibration that is the the one that's going to activate the signal already active in your body to neutralize it. Mm -hmm. And batch flowers are not used uh, in this way of like like cures like in some way. They are more um, a portal to opening up some frequency that is blocked. In your system right mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. dr batch said that they sort of give you access to your connection to divinity source inner self whatever you want to call it we have access to whatever is um you know supporting our life force mm -hmm. which is blocked that you know on the emotional spiritual level something is blocked and the flowers restore our access to a natural flow of connection. Mm -hmm. So it's a different, um, it's a different philosophy in a sense that the, the homeopathy is trying to 
let's say it creates a mirror for your vital force mm-hmm. to be able to clearly see the disease process, to clearly see what's wrong and to say, you know, to be able to look at itself like a mirror because you're doing this like, like matching, mm-hmm. you know, sim- matching the similars, your vital force can see this mirror image and it says, oh, now I know what to do to mm-hmm. make it better. Whereas batch flowers are just opening a door that's closed so that you can restore your access to this flow of, um, you know, spiritual energy information, whatever it might be. So of course, like if we talk about, about healing, Mm -hmm. maybe we're just using different words to describe the same thing, but it seems to me that what Dr. Batch knew very well about homeopathy Mm -hmm. and he did not make homeopathy. He was making something very pure Mm-hmm. Uh, they these remedies are not dynamized they're not potentized in the same way that we do mm-hmm. in homeopathy where we're um, you know in a homeopathy you're taking the whole some extract of the whole plant even if you decide to use the seed or the bark or whatever it might be you are um, you know crushing it in a mortar and pestle with milk sugar and you're diluting many times mm-hmm. and then the dilutions more and more function to let go of the physical part that's not necessary so we Mm -hmm. don't need the fibers we don't need the colors we don't need the molecules we're looking for the frequency of that substance and dr batch found a way to go straight there that he does not take an extract in alcohol and glycerin and you know he put the flower in a bowl of water and put it in the sun Mm -hmm. and so we get only the frequency we're not we're not ever dealing with the you know, the, the plant fibers mm-hmm. or the, the molecules of color, you know, uh, it's a, the prep, the mode of preparation of these medicines are completely different, mm-hmm. but arriving to a very similar end, which is, you know, an energetic medical medicinal substance. Yeah, but I think um, with batch flowers, we are not targeting the physical symptoms, mostly. Correct. Right? Maybe sure, maybe we are able to because homeopathy they're... has a lot of uh, homeopathy. There's a lot of information about mental, emotional, spiritual symptoms uh-huh. in addition to the physical. So uh-huh. the the batch flower remedies don't have any indications, certainly not from Doctor Batch, uh-huh. about physical. You know, going directly with physical symptoms. You can prescribe homeopathy if you fall down from the roof. You take arnica. You know, I mean, yeah. there are definitely remedies that are known for controlling inflammation, for swelling, for pain, for lacerations. You know, we have remedies that are primarily used Mm -hmm. for physical symptoms, but all of those remedies have a very rich emotional profile. So they can Mm -hmm. be used as constitutional remedies Mm -hmm. uh, for, um, for, you know, to to help someone on a very profound level, even Mm -hmm. based on their personality type or their um uh more emotional mental way of being in the world mm-hmm. we do have that in homeopathy and but the batch flowers are strictly you know in that realm let's say uh, and, and it's easy to practice you know i think his idea was uh, to find a healing system which is easy and available to everybody you know 
and exactly without, without understanding too much you know and because there is no potency also here so anybody can yeah. use it safely exactly exactly so tracy i i believe uh, you practice for more than 20 years homeopathy mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. uh, came across batch flowers or you you i don't know i mean uh, i'm not aware if you knew about batch flowers before so what convinced you to take batch flowers seriously it was part of my training in homeopathy we learned about uh -huh. batch flowers you know uh -huh. 20 whatever years ago so i mean it was definitely something that was respected and taken seriously and i used them all along but i'll tell you the first experience that i had that really it's a 4 or 5 years ago now mm -hmm. and i had kind of put it out of my mind but it was always there you know stimulating me to know more that i um i was treating a patient in my homeopathy practice and the story was that it was uh, the patient was a young man who had been to see me for homeopathy because he had very very bad eczema on his hands mm -hmm. and when i treated him with homeopathy despite trying to be gentle you know homeopathy all often involves a kind of a flare up or a worsening an aggravation we call it aggravation of the symptoms on the way to healing mm -hmm. it's part of how the body you know cleans itself from something inside that's supporting this you know symptom that we can see and when i treated him he had this flare up and then he freaked out and he didn't want to use homeopathy anymore you know so i didn't see him again after that but his mother was an acquaintance of mine and she came to me some years later with a strange problem she said that her son had developed some kind of mental condition mm -hmm. like a psychiatric condition that his personality had changed so much that she almost didn't recognize him anymore he had become hard and cruel and um you know it, it, it previously he had a very cheerful loving disposition and this was gone and it was replaced with a very um difficult person to be around you know mm -hmm. and she came to me because she didn't know what to do she needed help and he was not he was refusing all kinds of help so when i when i always ask because i always have to know it doesn't matter which modality i'm doing i always have to ask how did this come to be something had to happen to yeah. create this situation what happened and i said to her tell me about his hands what's happening there and she said ah oh, the hands are beautiful now because he put some special cream cortisone cream or something and his hands are perfect no problem there and i said that's exactly what happened because in homeopathy we understand that when you suppress something on the skin it's not unusual that it goes inside onto a more um uh, a more fundamental level which mm -hmm. can be the you know the mental emotional level so i said that's what happened and now that i know that i'm a little nervous to give you something for him because it has to bring back this Yeah. This eruption if he wants to be well, right? And I'm a little nervous to do that. So I sat there in the office thinking, what can I do that would be a gentle way of dealing with this mental emotional situation mm -hmm. so that maybe we get him back to himself in some way 
where he's willing to entertain homeopathy again. Mm -hmm. So I gave her a combination of remedies that she gave him secretly in his water okay. every day for a few weeks, you know. And uh, when we had a follow-up, she said, well, it's like a miracle. He's back to his old self. His old personality is back. And I said, and what about, you know, the hands? She said, oh, yeah, definitely. It came back on his hands. But she said he doesn't seem too upset about it. So for me, that was a real smack in the head, you know, that that batch flowers produced exactly the same return of old symptoms that I would expect to see from a well-chosen homeopathic remedy, that it was following the laws of cure, as I mm -hmm. understand them, mm -hmm. without any, I didn't need the homeopathic remedy, that the batch flower did the same. It mm -hmm. restored his personality, and it went also in the right direction, mm -hmm. that it wasn't just putting a Band-Aid over talk. I knew that it was working because it recreated or it allowed his body to re-experience what he had suppressed in order to get there. So that was my first like wow moment. So were you able to cure his hands also? The, the whatever the eruption he, he didn't he didn't follow up with me. Oh, okay. So this I I only <laughs> I was satisfied that yeah. I did what she asked. And now it's his business if he wants yeah. more help with that. I told her to tell him don't use that cream again because you know uh this is why it happened mm -hmm. so I don't know what he did after that and I mean okay I'm a little disappointed because it would have been nice to follow yeah, through I <laughs> but I don't know if I would have followed with more batch flowers at that time uh -huh, okay. it wasn't enough I mean it was a great experience but I don't know if I would have had the impulse to say let's go all the way mm -hmm. with batch flowers but I had this experience again just last week mm -hmm. where a client came to me specifically for homeopathy. She's looking for a classical homeopath and she was referred to me by a friend and she has a very complicated and very long case. Mm -hmm. I mean, long history of many years of being unwell. So I gave her one dose of a homeopathic remedy because I'm still you know, in this space where I think, oh, I don't dare to, you know, she wants homeopathy, I'm going to do homeopathy, but we'll go, we'll go soft, you know, so I gave yeah. her some homeopathy, gave her also some gemotherapy, which is a plant stem cell medicine, mm -hmm. I like it very much. It's a very physical support for drainage, you know, to release some toxic, whatever, right, we all have it in our cells, some stored mm -hmm toxic even viral material to get it out of your system mm -hmm. and I gave her a combination of batch flowers so I asked her to follow up with me after two weeks and same thing she has had a whole very profound return of old symptoms from 30 mm -hmm. years ago mm -hmm. and I didn't believe it was possible to see that like to see such a obvious result as if I had given her a perfect homeopathic remedy is what I'm seeing. And I cannot believe that it's from the one dose of something I gave her because it was a really very superficial kind of prescription. I just wanted to clean the way for more mm -hmm. things to happen. And she's had a lot of, um, you know, even she had 
I'll say an emotional, a psychological return of old symptoms from that period of her life where this old problem was happening. It was very, very profound. So I'm really, you, you, we're talking, you and I, at a moment mm -hmm. where I'm like stepping over the threshold to say, I, I only want to work with Bach flowers now, with batch flowers. And do you know that batch flowers also have healing responses? <laughs> I do. Of course I do now because I see it with yeah. my own eyes. Yeah. I only would have thought that it would have the capacity to bring up the emotion that's underneath, you know? Yeah. So that if uh, if someone is taking uh, agrimony, for instance, mm -hmm. you know, you can say that a person who is hiding their feelings behind a mask. So at some moment, part of the cure has to be that you show how you're really feeling. And that could be quite dramatic for a person. So I, I expected that there was an order of, mm -hmm. you know, how the, how the feelings are able to be expressed in a more healthy way mm -hmm. that could look very, you know, difficult to live with for somebody who spent their whole life with a mask. Mm -hmm. Now that you're, you know, shouting at your husband or crying or something that could be very challenging, but I did not believe that they could bring back a strep throat from 30 years ago or to bring back an eczema that was suppressed with, uh, with uh, allopathic medicine, right? That I didn't, I didn't expect that. Mm -hmm. So Tracy, I mean, we, you talked about your client cases, but have you ever solved your own personal issues or any challenges using batch flowers? Yes. Um, share? Yes. And I'll tell you two different situations because where I'm coming from now in my journey of consciousness and spirituality, personal growth, I understand that. I, and I know you understand this too, because we just talked about it, but beyond healing there is a level of activating something more than healing mm -hmm. right activating your genius i would say the next level right your mm -hmm. genius would be your connection to the divine whatever we want to call mm -hmm. it where you have something very specific and individual to bring into the world and that we can't get to that genius place until the healing is enough, you know, that we're not just being dragged down by our concern, our human life concerns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So from healing, I can tell you that um, I had a couple of weeks ago, I was starting to notice something that bothered me a long time ago. And maybe this is a return of old symptoms that I had from some other batch flowers I took, and I didn't pay really attention to what it was. But I've started to notice that I get an allergy from the cold air my skin breaks out in hives, mm -hmm. you know, hives or decaria. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like little itchy bumps, red and itchy. Mm -hmm. And when I go for a walk outside, which I do every day, some parts of my skin are exposed to the cold air. And suddenly when I come back in the house and I'm get warm, it becomes very itchy and I get raised bumps. This is something from many years ago. And it's funny because I was scratching my head saying, why do I have this again? And maybe it's really because I was experimenting already mm -hmm. with batch flowers for a while. But um, I came into the house and I thought, ah, 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 like what do I, I was itching so much, you know, that I mm -hmm. want to scratch and scratch. And uh, 
what do I do? What do I do? I, what do I do? And I, I just said, I'm going to take, I'm going to try it for myself. I'm going to take impatience. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. So I put a couple of drops right on my tongue and, you know, and really it took maybe 20 seconds before mm -hmm. I said, okay, it's not itching anymore. Like, that's pretty cool. It came back. The itching came back after five or 10 minutes. I took one more dose and then it was gone. Yeah, that's so <laughs> that was really nice. You know, I'll tell you that uh, my husband uh, was suffering from shingles. This is a uh, herpes zoster. Uh -huh. Yeah. So it's very painful and sometimes it can really last a long time. So I've been giving him homeopathy, homeopathy. I've treated many cases of shingles in my life and mm -hmm. it always goes very well with homeopathy. So what I wanted for him, anyway, it's a long story. I, I made it go away a couple of times completely with homeopathy. The third time it came back in another place, it was on his head and um, it didn't go away completely. It was, it was less, but not gone. And so it started to really come out with spots that, you know, it was really the, the real thing. And I gave him remedy after remedy. And it was like, okay, you know, it was okay in that it's not too painful. It's not too bad, whatever. But at one point I, I wasn't at home and I told him where to go in my office. And I said, you'll find with my batch remedies, willow, take mm -hmm. some willow. And he doesn't, my husband, he doesn't know remedies. I tell him to take this and he takes it. But, you know, and later that day he said, well, that last remedy that you gave me was fantastic because the pain is almost gone to nothing. Mm -hmm. So now again, I could see batch flowers compared with homeopathy, not just, you know, like in addition or something. It was comparing because for three, four days now, he's taking all the best homeopathy I can give him. And, you know, two, three doses of willow. And he said, well, that's another universe. That's way better. Mm -hmm. And for myself on the, on the level of activating, um, I have done an exercise where I have, I've really matched or I've mapped all of the batch flowers to the archetypes of consciousness. Mm -hmm. So for healing and also for activating into genius. So for me, the remedy Serato can activate a person into their, um, you know, it's about trusting your intuition. Yeah. So to give you, uh, you know, not just to trust your intuition, but to have a, a more immediate access hmm. to that level of knowledge which is around us all the time and we call it intuition and it comes from time to time but to be really connected with that place of inner knowing mm -hmm. and uh i have taken serato and i go for a walk and i'm like my thoughts are on another level. Like I want to be taking notes the whole time because I'm getting such downloads of like, now I understand something that I didn't mm -hmm. know before. Now I understand it. Like I, I just feel like I was, I was upgraded 
to another level of knowing some truth. I I'll share with you my my experiment. I mean, I once I the 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 way you it happened with you. Uh, once I took Serato and I went for a walk, and you know, remedy names were coming. You know, and I was listening to all these remedy names as if some somebody is talking to me. You know. Yeah. Wow. So it's it's wonderful, Serato. So, ah, uh, Tracy, you have figured out some unique way you know uh, you call it yeah. what is that you know i mean i i wonder like how you select remedies because there are so many ways yeah uh, to prepare your combination and come up with a number of remedies you know so yeah. I, I wonder what's what's your way what's your method? so yeah i'll tell you that i've i've been learning for the last few years about what they call archetypal consciousness so in this view of consciousness it comes originally from I guess, from Carl Jung, mm -hmm. um, the uh, psychologist, author, father of modern psychology, right? Mm -hmm. And passing through other authors, uh, Carolyn Mace made a lot of work with his archetypes. And so the, the people that I've been studying with have sort of refined this archetypal view into four main channels of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Those are soul, spirit, body and mind mm -hmm. each each of those have like they would call it a channel okay but there are also four levels for each channel so um the bottom level where most people are functioning most of the time is shadow that's where we're um very much a prisoner of uh, survival needs survival instincts and also all of our conditioning our mm -hmm. conditioned belief and everything in our consciousness that is tied to the collective in mm -hmm. ways that we don't perceive, right? That we have beliefs and uh, thoughts that are really driven by the, the collective around us. They don't belong to us personally. We just mm -hmm. dip into that belief system and we think it's our own. Mm -hmm. So that would be shadow. And the next level is power. Power would represent a pure consciousness where you are in awareness of the present moment. That's where you are not, you are not um, weighed down with fears or uh, issues of self-esteem or lack of ability or uh, being in the past or in the future. You're in the present moment, right? And you have a pure stream of conscious awareness. Mm -hmm. And that is a, would be the minimum level to get to the next level, which is genius, or they also call it dark consciousness mm -hmm. because it means that it's the, it's the place where the light hasn't even, it's just on the borders. The, the biggest light is coming in and it's not even there yet. So it's a place where there are no rules. There are no beliefs system. There's nothing tying you to the collective. It's just you and your, genius mm -hmm. your own personal genius and there's a level above that which is called hyperconscious mm -hmm. that is kind of where you can um use the hyperconscious archetypes to like really empower you in bringing your genius into the world right we i mean genius is nice but it can't just stay like floating in a pure consciousness if we want to 
if we want to draw it into our environment, we need, you know, some help. And so it's the power archetypes that provide a framework for the genius mm -hmm. to come through mm -hmm. and to be turned into matter in the real world. Mm -hmm. So we have these four channels and four levels. Okay. And so just for instance, the, the soul channel, the archetype, the, the shadow archetype is called prostitute and the power archetype is called lover. Mm -hmm. And these have issues of value and worth Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, yeah, anyway, that's enough said. I'll, I'll talk more about them. Okay. But, um, yeah, about belonging and acceptance mm -hmm. is in this channel of, of the channel of soul. And now the spirit is more about you as an individual. It's a, so it's called the child and the sovereign. So this is about desire. It's about, um, uh, vision having a vision and about responsibility mm -hmm. because the child, you know, is the one that doesn't want responsibility or who takes the wrong responsibility because mm -hmm. taking over someone else's responsibility is also a child activity. Then the body channel is the, uh, the victim and the warrior. Mm -hmm. And this has everything to do with, um, with physical things, with resources and boundaries and, physical ailments with blame with uh, judgment with you know everything about feeling victimized everything when we look around us the whole world is built on victim consciousness at the moment mm -hmm. right everything is the fault of something everything is um everyone is part of some group that's being abused in some mm -hmm. way and everyone is an activist for some cause and the truth of the warrior is that there are no victims. It's not possible to be a victim. And the mind channel is the saboteur and the magician. So this is a channel of overthinking, overthinking things like belief or doubt, evidence, mm -hmm. proof, uh, judgment, uh, how others see you. Um, time is very much in the, in the realm of saboteur magician, right? Running out of time, having a not enough time, uh, where we know when you're in power, when you're in the pure consciousness of the present moment, of course, time goes away because it's not a thing. There's no more past or future when you are mm -hmm. in the present. But everybody's had the experience of being supremely focused in the present moment and you accomplish the work of what would take you normally a few weeks or months. You get it done in an hour because because you can, because you're present, right? So mm -hmm. that's where we can collapse time. So I took these archetypes, actually just the shadow archetypes, and I mapped them onto the, the batch flowers. So you took and only shadow archetypes? Uh, and I took only in the beginning. So I did, I, it's not true because they're both, they're all there. But the way I would prescribe, let's say a remedy, mm -hmm. it's a little bit different than in this, in this world of, archetypal consciousness we use a tool called shadow alchemy mm -hmm. to get out of the shadow and into power and it's basically just a recognizing very precisely what your shadow is saying to you because you hear your shadows with the voice of your inner your inner voice is always talking to you in shadow language always and so 
you when you have a situation that's disturbing you in some way, you have to try to identify what is that voice actually saying to me? Is it saying, uh, I'm going to run out of time, there's no way I can do this in time, you don't have enough time, panic, panic? Or is it saying, what are you thinking, you're not good enough mm -hmm. to do this, you don't have the skills that you need? Or is it saying, if you don't get this right, they're going to kick you out of the group? You, yeah. you don't mm -hmm. dare to say this, because the consequences are too great. You have to you learn how the voices sound and mm -hmm. you try to identify which one of these things is really jerking my chain right now, which one is driving me it to make my next steps. Mm -hmm. And then you, you find the power archetype that is in the same channel and you say things to yourself so that you just blast open the illusion mm -hmm. from the shadow. The shadow is always illusion. So they're always looking for one single archetype that's running the show in order to do this shadow alchemy. And when I started to see how can I bring this together with the batch flowers, I was reading the descriptions of each flower personality mm -hmm. remedy. And actually I have one of the books of Mechtild Sheffer, which I love very much. Do you know that yeah, encyclopedia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This one is sitting right here in front of me. It's yeah. a book that I love very much. And she has really great, very insightful descriptions. And as I was reading them, I thought, there's always two. There's always two archetypes showing up here. It's like, maybe it's mostly victim. Mm -hmm. But this one is victim with some child mm -hmm. supporting it. Mm -hmm. This one is victim with saboteur mm -hmm. flavor, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, this one is victim, but there's so much prostitute there. Mm -hmm. So I started to do two and I made columns. I just made a spreadsheet that anyone mm -hmm. can do this. You know, I made columns or rows and I would say, you know, it's mainly a child archetype, but the flavor is saboteur or it's mainly a victim archetype this one but with some flavor of child and I started to do them all and then I made lists of which are all the remedies that are child and saboteur which are all the flowers that are saboteur and victim mm -hmm. I, I just played with the pieces and what I did after that was I started to go into groups on Facebook yeah and people would write their questions what do I take if I feel this, you know, mm -hmm. this is for my son. He's very much like this. My neighbor has this problem. She says, la, la, la. And I found it was so easy for me to identify and say, okay, this uh, person is in the child because whatever the particular reason would be, uh, she's completely not accepting responsibility for where she arrived now. And there's an overlay of victim because she believes that everything is someone else's fault. Mm -hmm. And then I, I don't have them all in my head, so I can't tell you. Yeah, I, know, I know, I, I can understand it will be like a too, right? many, too many. Yeah, so the, then I would look on my chart and say, the remedies for that combination are this one and this one. And 
it seems to me obvious that the best choice is this one. And I would do that again and again and again. And what I found was that my choices were very different from the ones that other people were coming up with because they were choosing words yes. in the description of the person and saying, ah, fear belongs to Mimulus and, uh, you know, it feels guilty. That must be pine. And, mm. you know, uh, uh, she's talking about the old days. She needs honeysuckle and she feels very resentful. It should be willow. And when I would, when I would take the little, you know, few lines and analyze them in this way, I would come to a remedy that I thought this is the one that this person mm -hmm. needs, you know, and very often when it was the person themselves asking for help, they would say, oh my goodness, that's a good idea for me. You know, that other people were sort of, it's like, I, I say, it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall. We have yeah. that phrase, you know, that you, you just throw spaghetti at the wall and you see which one sticks. And and I think it's easy to do that with batch flowers because we have permission to use a combination. <laughs> and so people say, ah, so you'll take pine because you're guilty. You'll take honeysuckle because you're thinking about the old days. You'll, you know, you'll take clematis because you're daydreaming. But they're not getting at a, you're going to get a superficial healing yeah. with that. And I believe that if you can choose the remedy in a profound, in a deep way, then you'll get a deep healing with that remedy. And so that even if I still make a combination, I'm looking for a different reason to combine things. Why do I need to combine them? You know, so I, I also like very much that some of the different people that I've followed their books about batch flowers, they talk about phases of decompensation. Yeah. You know, that from the healthy state to a middle state to a very mm -hmm. decompensated where they're in big trouble, you know, and it's the same in homeopathy that we want to start from the most, I, my hands are going in the opposite direction because, but you want to go from the most decompensated state mm -hmm. to, to bring them back towards a normal state. So sometimes I'm looking to say, okay, from these remedies that are the good choices for me. Do I have at least one that represents the very decompensated state? Because that's, mm -hmm. I need to have that to take away the, the worst layer, you know, the most decompensated layer. So that might be another way that I would use it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there are some people who come to you because batch flowers are such a good support for a spiritual growth. Mm -hmm that I want to be able to see what does this person need for their next phase of mm -hmm. development? Where are they blocked in accessing what they need to bring in? What is their next, the next thing? And so then I can, I can use them in a completely different way. And because I have a different expectation mm -hmm. that opens the field between myself and the client for this elevated response to manifest for a more, um, you know, a more, uh, what's the word, activating response more than healing, you know, mm -hmm. that I can use them for activating that it, like you said, that you take Serato and you go for a walk 
And it's not like you needed to be healed in something. It gives yeah. you something a- extra. It's a, yeah, it's a, I, 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 many the next times level. I don't use the remedy just for healing something. I just test, like, I just want to use them just to see like what, what right. shows up, you know? Yeah, I, exactly. Exactly. So I've taken, I, I often take scleranthus mm-hmm. when I feel like I'm procrastinating a yeah. decision, right? And it's not something like I just have a feeling like I want certainty. But yeah. I know what I need to do. And I, why am I holding myself back? And I take a few drops of scleranthus and then I say, okay, I, I'm doing it. And and I have taken quite a lot of scleranthus. And so now my my actions are coming faster. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not diluting. Like when you delay to take an action that your genius is telling you, mm-hmm. the longer you delay, the more you dilute what you the the result you get from that action. You dilute mm-hmm. the, the 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 nice result. So I don't want diluted results. You know, I want powerful results. It means you have to you have to go right away without a lot of oh, but I don't know. Am I making the right decision? What happens if I get it wrong? That's where you drag it all back down into the shadow. And I don't want to be there. So I just take, you know, I mean, I even I don't necessarily take scleranthus in the moment. I've taken it a lot up until now. And now I find that my decisions are coming much more quickly to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody has like different, different um, experiences, you know, based on what they were not doing right previously (laughs) and we become aware of it you know once we take the remedies you know with the effect we become aware you know what is shifting within us absolutely so tracy thank you very much i think uh we we thank you for this it was fun like wonderful you know we got wonderful information and enlightened i mean you enlightened us in many ways you know because i was not aware of uh, this archetype thing and I, I, I'm sure like if any homeopath is going to listen to this, they are going to uh, maybe th- they will start using batch flower remedies and they will experiment and find their own, um, what do you say? Um, their own system, um, their own system to use them. You know, they will get their yeah. own. So thank you. And yeah. Thank you for the invitation. This was lovely. I don't know like, if, you are, um, if you're teaching this archetype or if you're writing a book, so if I, I mean, yeah. My dog is barking so loudly. Sorry about that. It's okay. Oh, what a noise. Um, uh, yes, I'm teaching this. I'm not formally yet, but I do invite people to experiment with me on a journey of 12 weeks mm-hmm. to have um, weekly consultations where we work on the shadow alchemy together Mm -hmm. with the batch flowers to do both the healing and the activation level. So to, you know, in three months to really make a dramatic um, shift in, uh, in consciousness so that you can start to, you can start to really work with your genius archetypes to, to bring your true genius into this present 3d life around you 
um, that, that I think is an exciting thing. So that's where I would be both teaching, teaching the archetypes, learning how to work with the shadow alchemy, and then also using the Bach flowers to enhance the, the results and get there faster. I think it's a wonderful idea, a, a unique idea because you are teaching, I, I mean, and making them ready. I mean, they are, they are teaching and also they're experimenting on themselves. Exactly. So, and I think that's the way to learn yourself. You, you can't really learn it without feeling it on yourself. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. This was lovely. Give me a buzz on Facebook Messenger. And also join my super cool Facebook community called Flower Power, where I conduct monthly rituals on batch remedies. I have left all the social links in the episode description. Have a look into my courses if you are looking to become a batch flower expert. I'm all excited to hear from you. That's all I got for you. And if you love this episode, then please do me a favor by sharing it on Instagram stories and tag me as well. My Instagram handle is d-r-s-o-n-a-l-s-i-n-g-h-a-l i would not leave you here simply with a goodbye but with the promise from you to live in the present moment leaving your past behind for a better future